Well, good morning, everyone. Oh, we are awake. Excellent. Wonderful. Um, you know, after working for 11 plus years for one organisation, I have recently changed job. And that's caused me to um, spend quite a bit of time reflecting on God's provision and reflecting on what I need. And when Danny asked me a short time ago if I would step in and bring this message this morning because he's away in Orbost and it was a bit far to come back, it kind of seemed like when he told me that the message is give us this day our daily bread, that it was kind of fit and right for me to come up and speak to you this morning in relation to this topic. Now, Judy and my early experience was that we studied and lived and then worked and lived in a faith organisation. And rightly or wrongly, in this organisation, you didn't ask for money. And you also didn't let anybody know if you were in need. And when we were working in the organisation, I guess the important context there is that nobody who worked in the organisation was on a salary or a stipend. There was no shared pool of funds. So we really were very dependent upon the provision of God for all of our needs and I suppose it was very formulative years for Judy and I because pretty much we got married, we um, finished our studies and then we worked in the same organisation for a few years. And in a sense we did a lot of our growing up in this context of being dependent upon God in a very real way for provision. And we saw some amazing things and heard some amazing stories and in a sense were a part of that, of people getting a knock on their door and going out and finding a box of groceries. And it was very much in the days where you actually did get a cheque in the mail and people would open their mail and they would find a cheque from somebody that they weren't expecting or even somebody they didn't know. And there was funds in there that were sufficient to pay car registration or school fees or to fix a car and uh, certainly one of our experiences was when we actually had funds to buy a, a new car well a second hand car had air conditioning it was great um, we used it for about 14 years it was a wonderful provision and uh, and we even um, during the the time that we were there in context of give us this day our daily bread, we even had a bread run where one of the major uh, bakery suppliers in Sydney um, enabled us to come in and get um, unsold, uh, uh, undistributed bread and uh, we would bring that back to our community there and, and uh, share that around and sometimes there was even iced buns which were really good. But there's one story that really stands out to me from that time and it's a story of when bread became peanut butter and the chair of the organisation at the time recounted this story because it was his family's personal story because God's provision isn't always when we want it and it's not always what we want 
or what we expect. And, and his story was where all that they had to eat for several days was rice and peanut butter. And in telling the story, he, he shared how they would hand out spoons of peanut butter in the family and that was their meal. Until after several days of this, somebody who'd noticed that they hadn't gone out, which is kind of one of the advantages of living in a community. There's plenty of disadvantages too because people notice everything. Um, but somebody noticed that they hadn't gone out, that they hadn't been shopping and came and brought them a box of groceries, not actually knowing the need that they were in and that they'd been eating peanut butter for a few days. And to bring that home to us, that, that um, person and his wife were career missionaries. It didn't deter them. It didn't weaken their resolve or their faith. And their two children also became missionaries. And in fact, their daughter Debbie spoke here just a few short months ago with her husband Paul. In this part of the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread, it forms a turning point for us. A turning point where in that beautiful song that we just sang, we turn from our thoughts that are directed and centred on God to the rest of the prayer is petitions or requests that are very much a part of our daily lives. And there's three things that I want you to remember today. Now, normally a speaker holds these three things and gives you them one at a time and you get to the end of the message because you then don't know when it's actually coming. But today I'm going to give you these three things because I want you to remember these three things. And they're very short and they're very simple. I'm going to talk about daily dependence, body and soul, and community. And if you can take those three things with you, to reflect on, to contemplate and to practice, then I think you'll be on a very good road. You know, bread is a fascinating study if you want to take the time to dip into it and do it. If you want to have a look at all of the references and the meanings and the symbolism of bread through the, through the scriptures, you will be engrossed, fascinated, and you'll chew up time far better than what you do on Facebook or any other social media platform. But believe it or not, the first reference of bread in the scriptures is in Genesis chapter 3. And it's where God is talking to Adam and Eve and outlining the consequences of their sin. And God says to Adam that through the sweat of your brow you will eat bread. And that's the first reference you find. The second reference is a really fascinating and interesting one which we're not going to go into, but it's, a, but it's the story of where Abram, as he was then called before he became known as Abraham, met King Melchizedek. And King Melchizedek took bread and wine and blessed Abraham. And it's pretty easy to join the dots there, isn't it, as to what that was a symbol of and what that became. 
And there's a whole list of things that you can, you can see. I've put a couple up there. There's the Feast of Grains. So one of the feasts that the people of Israel undertook each year was the Feast of Grains, which involved bread. The, um, of course, bread was provided for the children of Israel in their 40 years wandering through the wilderness. That's what manna effectively was. Some of that was put into the Ark of the Covenant as an ongoing and continual reminder. There's the great story of Elijah being fed bread by ravens. And then when the water in the creek ran out at that time, Elijah went into the town and and there was a woman who had only a little bit of oil left and who was going to starve. And Elijah said, pour that oil and make some bread with the flour you've got. And the supply continued and didn't run out. And then, of course, we turn into, into when Jesus was in his ministry and his temptation in the wilderness from Satan, where Satan tempted him and challenged him to turn the stones into bread. So there are reference after reference after reference through the scripture of bread. But the thing is that when Jesus in this prayer said, give us this day our daily bread, the people that heard that knew so much and had so much context around the meaning of bread. And their minds would have turned back to these stories and their minds would have turned back to the reference in Deuteronomy where it was said, you will not live by bread alone but by the things of God. So when they heard this line in this prayer, there was immediate significance and meaning for them. You know, when it comes to to daily dependence, you know, this prayer says, give us this day our daily bread. And this is where we get the context, I suppose, of starting every day with Jesus. Because there's not much good asking for your daily bread at the end of the day. And there's not much good asking for your daily bread halfway through the day. It's far better to ask for that bread and to start your day with that attitude. And I'm going to do a little bit of shameless promotion here for something that I've got no stake in at all. When I was a teenager and attending church, I constantly heard many of the adults in my church refer to their daily devotional called Our Daily Bread. Pretty easy to see today where it gets its name from, isn't it? But the adults in my church constantly said, you know, in my daily bread reading today, I was challenged by this. Or they would say, in my daily bread reading on Wednesday, there was, there was this story and there was this verse and it inspired me. So I, I went out and I responded and I did something. And those were stories that resonated with me and stuck with me. And about three or so years ago, I realized I could get our daily bread on an app. And so now I start every morning with my bowl of porridge reading our daily bread. And if you want to whip out your tablet and your phone, I don't mind if you download it right now. Because you'll get more value out of it than you will for listening to me for 20 minutes. 
And it's not going to cost you anything. And it'll happen while you listen to me. So you can multitask. Now, of course, there are many different apps that you can get. And this is but one. And I know many of you would use this. And I know many of you would use others. There's another great little connection that we have in this church with our daily bread. Because one of the... uh, one of the people that grew up in this church and attended kids' church and teen church and youth programs now works for our daily bread in Melbourne. But the point in this is that to use something like our daily bread is forming a habit which this part of the prayer is saying we need to have. This daily dependence, this attitude to start your day off in this way. It points us to the fact that we should not be self-sufficient. It points us to the reality that we need to have an attitude of every day being refreshed and renewed and being in sync with Jesus. It's interesting that in this same passage in Matthew 6, if you read a little bit further, and I would encourage you in your life groups this week and in your families at home, to read a little further in Matthew 6 and and jump down to verses 25 to 34 and read through them because this theme of bread is continued and this theme of daily dependence is continued in this passage. And Jesus says in part in in that passage, don't worry about everyday life whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Don't worry about these things, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, what shall we wear? Seek the kingdom of God. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. I love that. That's a great piece of advice, isn't it? You know, concentrate on today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. But that's done in a context of seeking Jesus and in seeking Jesus to fulfill our needs. And Jesus, of course, said, as Brian reminded us earlier, that he is the bread of life, able to provide, able to sustain. You know, in the story I told earlier about being in that faith organisation and seeing God's provision for people, the interesting thing there and the thing to grasp a hold of is that provision wasn't just physical. That provision was spiritual as well. Because as people were providing for one another, as people were receiving provision, as people were seeing God provide in amazing ways for them, Yes, it met their physical needs, but it encouraged their soul. It strengthened their understanding and their confidence in God. And 
There is no doubt about it that when we read this phrase, when we hear this phrase, give us today our daily bread, it has a meaning which is both physical and a meaning which is both spiritual, which is why I've put the second point in of body and soul. Because daily we need both our physical and our spiritual needs to be met. Because there is no good if we are living our life and seeing God provide for us, but then as soon as something comes that takes us by surprise, or as soon as something comes that we don't like, if we erupt, if we blow up, if we get angry, if we express frustration... Because in those reactions and responses, our spirit, our soul, has not been fed. Our walk with Jesus is not being displayed. Our response should be God-honouring. Our response to whatever is happening around us should be God-focused and God-pleasing. And we should not be letting our surroundings define who we are or our relationship with Jesus. And importantly, others should be able to see Jesus through us as we're sustained both in body and soul by the bread of life. And life throws plenty at us, doesn't it? You know, irrespective of the last two years and what that's thrown at us, life throws plenty at us. Times of great joy and times of immense sadness. We see things of beauty and we see things of desolation. Times of plenty and times of drought times of fullness, times of loneliness. And in all those times, our response and our focus should be to be seeking and asking Jesus to give us our daily bread. I mentioned earlier that I had started a a new job with a new organisation after... 11 years working for my previous and that that's caused me to do some thinking and some soul searching in many respects and one of the things about this new job is it's almost the opposite in many respects of what my previous experience had been because I'm earning way less money than what I was but I'm knocking off when I should be knocking off And when I knock off, there's actually a little switch going off. And I'm not thinking about all the problems that I have to come back to. I'm not thinking about all the reports I need to write. I'm not thinking about all the challenges and the politics and the stress and the never-ending churn and cycle that I was in. And as a result, I'm more available. I'm getting to the end of the day and because I'm knocking off when I should be knocking off, 
I can still do other things. And I still have energy at the end of the week. And, and on a Friday night, my wife can still talk to me because I'm not a vegetable. And it's caused me to think, how much is this worth? How much is it worth that I can knock off when I should knock off? That I'm not stressed? That I'm not thinking about all the problems I still need to solve and resolve? All the reports and the work I still need to do? And the never-ending cycle of sorting things out? And so, both in body and soul, it's causing me to ask this question. How much value do I put on that? How much value can you put on that? How much, in a sense, bread do I need? The other thing in this, or my third point, is this aspect of community. You see, there's something really interesting in the Lord's Prayer. We don't pray my Father in heaven. We pray our Father in heaven. We don't pray, give me my daily bread. We pray, give us our daily bread. And there is a real and huge and enormous sense of community in this prayer and in this part of this prayer and in the next part of this prayer, which we'll get to next week. There is a sense that being in community, we're here for everyone. We're here for each other. And that sense of community you've probably heard wrapped up in the first two points because it connects. Because as we receive nourishment from Jesus we should be feeding those around us. We should be impacting each other. This isn't something we ask for ourselves. It's something we ask so that we can give. It's something we ask so we can be available. We often look to the early church in Acts 2 as an example. And it's a passage I think that will be very familiar to most where they devoted themselves to meeting together, where they broke bread together daily and met each other's needs. I have always loved the story of Jesus meeting the two people on the road to Emmaus after he rose and walking with them along that road and explaining to them all of Scripture. And then at the end of that journey, they asked him, to stay with them rather than go. And it's recorded in Scripture that Jesus broke bread and then they understood through that form of breaking bread who they had been with. And they were so excited that they ran back to Jerusalem through the middle of the night and they found the disciples to tell them that Jesus was alive. And what did they say? They say, He was known to us in the breaking of bread. I wonder this morning, who are you breaking bread with? 
Who are you breaking bread with? Who are you displaying that your heart, that your attitude is an attitude where you come to God daily and you ask, give us this day our daily bread. In community, we should be both willing to give and willing to receive. And both those aspects are wrapped up in this request, in this prayer. You know, as we come back together, will your attitude be to take Jesus on a daily basis as your nourishment, as your sustenance, so that you can break bread with others and pass on that message, so that your actions, your reactions, your words demonstrate that you have a reliance on God to provide all you need. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this model prayer that you've given us. A prayer that points us to you and a prayer that points us to our needs and a point that points us to how we can live our lives. Lord, we pray that we will be bread to those around us. We pray that we will receive your provision. We will receive your nourishment for our souls. And we pray that this will guide and direct our actions and our reactions. And we pray that we will grasp the understanding of a daily dependence on you to feed our body and our soul. And we pray that we will be community to each other in all of these things we pray. Amen.